Hello and welcome to the Mac World Podcast. I'm senior editor Roman Loyola. I'm joined remotely by staff writers Michael Simon and Jason Cross. Hello, fellows. Hello. I'm also Good afternoon. Behind, the man behind the uh, scenes is our producer Dan Masuoka. Hello, Dan. Hello, nerds. And if you guys have any comments or questions, those who are watching us, please let us know on Twitter. Dan will uh, is keeping an eye on your comments and questions, and he'll chime in with them uh, yep. as throughout our discussion today. So please join That's, us. We love having your comments and questions. It helps us. A surprising amount of news this week. From yes. Apple. We have yeah. a surprising amount of news. We're going to talk about the iPhone rumors that have come out recently. We're going to talk about iOS 11. But first... We're going to talk about the big news that came out yesterday that Apple is going to release the HomePod. So it was delayed a month, and now they've finally issued a release date. It's going on sale this Friday, so you can order it this Friday. I don't know if they've said a time. Did they, have, they say midnight or in the morning? Or I, Usually when they say pre-orders, it's a midnight Pacific yeah. thing. Are, so, people, but, are people um, going to stay up late just to order their HomePod? Right. <laughs> I, I'm thinking so, that I, based on what we're reading about supply, if you want one on launch day, you might have to. Right. Because, you know, it, it's, yeah. it seems as though they're going to be fairly limited. Seems the numbers to be a trend floating that, around was, yeah. Yeah, that Apple's been doing lately where there's a limited supply at first and then yeah. eventually I mean, supply it, catches up. AirPods, I don't think they were in stock for like what six months. You had to wait weeks to get them. So right, yeah, I think they really misjudged demand on AirPods. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. And then uh, they, and then they will start shipping February 9th. Is that correct? Yep. Yes, right. that's correct. So. Is it just just real quick? Is it just me, or does it feel like everyone has AirPods? Like I'm at the gym, I'm walking around, everyone has earbuds. I can't. It, I, Tell if people yeah, are wearing gonna, fake ones or or what. I got a pair of this for uh, I have for my birthday no recently. Fakes, so that's probably AirPods. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. everyone in San Francisco has them because I don't see any of them out here. Uh. <laughs> there are a lot in San Francisco. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So. I see a couple at the gym. It's not as it's not as bad as uh, I'm sure it is in San Francisco. Yeah. But the demand has been kind of through the roof, and it's funny because yeah. there's been all these other true wireless headphones come out. Right. And nobody seems to be able to to match AirPods like in all areas. Like they they sound better, but they're really big and fat and clunky, or they right. uh, or they have a really big case, or they have really bad battery life, or whatever. Like the the combination of a really small, tiny little svelte pillbox case, and lightweight and like small and comfortable in your ears and sounds pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Mm -hmm. All those things like, and price, like AirPods really in the sweet spot. And it's just hung on as the kind of the best true wireless headset. And they work, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily need an iPhone for them to work. They have a pair of Bluetooth headphones and you know, they're, they are, they're better than any of the, true wireless options out there and they're $169 or 159 
but you know comparatively that's not that much money for no, uh, a pair of you know yeah. really wireless headphones there are a couple of cheaper ones there's a couple more expensive ones they're right in the middle even um, the cheaper ones they're only like 150 140 there's not like a, a pair of 70 dollar wireless no, headphones no and it's funny because when they were released everybody really made fun yes. of the price and and, the, and the design out, too and it just turns out that you you can't really make them a lot cheaper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. Real journalists, not actors. Yeah. Not paid actors. Yeah. Well, yeah, just to reiterate how common they are. So I often take what's called BART here in San Francisco for those of people who are familiar. Yeah, public transportation. And, you know, it gets packed during the rush hour. And whenever I see somebody with the AirPods, I wait to, till they take out their phone. Mm. And... I have seen more than a the, the the number of actual the people using AirPods with Android phones is mm-hmm. kind of surprising to uh, me. I don't have like I haven't kept a tally, but I've seen more than I expected. Mm. So it was yeah. it was kind of surprising to see that people even with Android phones are using AirPods. So yeah. I mean, yeah. you you saw that when the iPod was super popular, people were using the white um, ear ear pods yeah. with you know other other nomad. players just because they yeah. were recognizable and cool. Yeah, it's their gateway gateway drug. Yeah, it's yeah. a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so back to HomePod. <laughs> so HomePod shipping on available for sale, pre-sale this Friday. Uh, it's three forty nine. It ships on February. 9th, not December 9th, February yeah. 9th. And it's yeah. missing, a, so. missing a couple features a couple yeah. at launch. So yep. the it's missing a few features. So it's you know another interesting thing where is this product shipping too early? Or is Apple basically shipping it because they said they were going to ship it and it's maybe shipping too early? You know, is, yeah. is, it, is it ready I mean, for we'll, prime time? I mean, we yeah. won't know if it's ready for prime time until we see it. But right. on the surface. I mean, it, it's, it'd be one thing to say, well, does it do, can, can it keep up with other smart speakers and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, even putting that aside, they're not delivering on the features that they announced. And they announced it way back last spring. Yeah, so that was a really early announcement, sort of, right? Yeah. And then they missed it, and it got pushed back, and now it's being released, and it doesn't do the thing where if you have two, one becomes the left and one becomes the right, right. channel. It doesn't the do the multi-home audio. Like, they're, they're not even delivering on some of the features that they... And that was a big... ...then, so yeah. it's definitely shipping early, and, and I kind of question why they're doing it at this point right the multi-room audio and the stereo audio that was a that was a big part of uh, phil schiller's whole spiel is that they work together and they're dynamic and you can send yeah. audio to a different different room right and, and that, that's all part of airplay 2 but airplay 2 is another one that is hopelessly delayed like that's yeah. not even coming in ios 11.3 apparently because apple would have probably said that this morning yeah, yeah. there's there's sort of the beginnings of it are already kind of in ios like the 12 12- 11.2.5 that just dropped. If you uh, open Control Center and uh, press hard on the music playback, you get separate music sources all broken up. So mm-hmm. if you want to send music to your Apple TV or to your you know, uh, headphones or whatever, um, they're all in separate things. So that's kind of like the first piece of this AirPlay 2. You can send music everywhere right. individually thing but yeah all the rest of it it's not all there uh and it's 
it's unusual for Apple to announce something so early and then delay it. And then it's feature incomplete and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I don't know. And at that price point, it's not like they're really going to keep everybody from buying the, uh, some other thing. Like they're yeah. not going to put a dent in Echo sales when all the Echo sales are the fifty dollar <laughs> model, right. right? Yeah. Um. So so it just it feels like they should have delayed it and just let it be right. You know, if it's going to be delayed, delay it till it's really ready. Mm-hmm. If that means this summer or something, you know. Yeah. So on Twitter, Enlighten Up is asking if they're shipping to counteract lagging iPhone sales or iPhone ten sales. But oh. I thought someone shared a story about iPhone 10 sales. Yeah, that I mean, first of all, I don't think the two are related at all. I don't think they're shipping HomePod for any reason for because of iPhone sales. But I think also the the, um, the report of iPhone sales lagging is grossly overrated. I don't think that's yeah, the case. We don't all. actually know. Like we don't know all, yet. They're all guesses. One of them says they shipped a gajillion, like thirty-five yeah. million iPhones, and then other ones say, "Oh, it's way behind expectations." And like nobody really knows. They're all yeah. just kind of guessing based on looking at channel data that they can get. But right. um, yeah, it, it, it's hard to say. But I, I don't think I don't think they expect to sell nearly enough home pods to like make up any kind of right, lost ground right, on yeah, right. Right. I don't think so at all. But I don't think there's any loss. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that later in the episode, yeah. but mm-hmm. iPhone 10 sales by all accounts seem to be doing quite well. I mean, they I, were, they can tell by looking at phone activations on, on cellular networks, right. what the most yeah. popular models were. And mm-hmm. it is, it was this past fourth quarter of last year, the most popular single phone model activated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which at a thousand dollars is bonkers to me, yeah. but you know, I understand where that Twitter user is coming from because the la- the last Apple uh, financial statement, they were pretty for Apple. They mm-hmm. their projections were were pretty huge. Mm-hmm. I don't remember yeah. exactly what they were. Gonna they were say. Uh, 80, 85 to eighty nine uh, billion dollars. billion dollars of revenue that <laughs> right. they were projecting, which was which, like. F- yeah, that would be a record-breaking quarter beyond record-breaking quarter. For yeah, I mean, so and they had never projected anything like that before. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an iPod in February doesn't fix exactly. Last yeah, numbers, so. yeah. So and Apple yeah. doesn't really play that game anyway. They right. they're not gonna you know ten billion dollars for Apple is nothing these days. Yeah, yeah Apple so. has never really played the you know well we made the quarterly projection game right. they don't they don't care about that yeah so. they're, they're very conservative and i'm sure they were conservative they knew homepod wasn't shipping yeah. it's not like they got caught off guard in december tim yeah. cook and and they, they they knew it wasn't coming out when they released that guidance so so the thing that's, about that's not a surprise the thing about the homepod shipping to me is like if i don't this doesn't seem like a decision they just came to monday morning and announced yeah that's true tuesday so why not ship it for the holiday season? Mm. You know, why not? Why? Why now? So to speak, you know, what? What is there that really that much of a developmental difference between now and then? You know, essentially a I mean, month. It, uh, you know, it could have been the delay of the multi audio, and they basically hit a further snag in January and said, like, we're not going to have this done for right. six they months. Just, so let's they, just ship it. They were hammering away, and then they yeah, finally just said, it "Could be yeah. that." It's so yeah. hard to tell. I mean, when you don't know what their development issues were, yeah. like they, you, it could have had 
there could have been a, a firmware thing with the microphone array yeah. that they just were working out or something. Who yeah. knows? And it, uh, it could be. Haven't... Sorry, go ahead. It, it, it could be something of a response to other smart home speakers sales in over the holiday quarter because right. by all accounts, Alexa's and Google Homes were, were bonkers. Mm-hmm. And although the HomePod doesn't necessarily com- compete at that price point, having nothing kills them. I mean, they don't have any presence right now in the home speaker space, which is a huge area of sales and of attention. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting it out as soon as they possibly can at least gives them a just gives them something to say we we're we're, we're in this race, however niche it may be. Which seems yeah. to kind of contradict what I just said about Apple not trying to keep their mm. promises when they make quarterly statements. You know, well, it, it sort of contradicts. It's not necessarily it. financials, right? But, right. But, but uh, you know, just having something in that category. But the idea that Apple kind of goes, we dictate our own market, and yes. whatever happens over there, that happens over there. We dictate our own market. We're going to do what we do. Which, but in this case, it's yeah. totally different because their market overlaps. You know, you can have an iPhone and an iPad and an, a whole Apple ecosystem, and Alexa fits perfectly into it. Yeah. Or Google Home fits nicely into it. So in this instance, having their own market doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Because they're still people. Their customers are using competitors in a way. It's not iPhone versus Android, and it's mm-hmm. not um, Apple Music versus Google Play or something. This is completely separate. That. They have no presence, and if you want that home speaker in your house, you can get an Alexa for $100 or $200, and it works fine with your iPhone and everything else. And then It integrates nice. Yeah, and then they'll be using other people's music services and, and yes. video services, yeah. et cetera. So, yeah. So, so uh, our, go ahead. Uh, no. I was just going to ask if you, so, you know, at this point, how excited are all three of you? Yeah, and I'm also interested to know if anyone on who's watching on Twitter, who is anyone planning to buy a HomePod? One thing that I noticed during my when the announcement came out on my my Twitter feed, and granted, my Twitter feed is probably more people like us, people like like a lot of editors or analysts and things like that. So maybe people who are a little more I don't want to say sophisticated, but a little more integrated into the Apple sphere. Yeah, and they're looking at it from a different angle. From a different angle. Consumer, yeah. A lot of them were saying they're not interested in this product. They're not interested mm-hmm. in HomePod. So I mean, I'm not personally buying one. Macworld is going to buy one. So uh, yeah. Jason I'm and... Terribly Mike. curious about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I really want to know how how well, it, how good does it sound? How well does it work? How, you know, what, what Siri things does it do and not do? Um, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to check it out. If I was spending my own money, I wouldn't buy one for $350 just to find out just right. knowing, knowing what we do know is going to be there and not be there. I, I'd be on more on a wait and see thing. It would maybe be on my Christmas list after they couple software updates improve it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the other part of this is they haven't, I think an eight X in processor in it's it? an it's oh. an eight i think just an eight i don't even think it's an x okay yeah i don't know why we need an x that's all sort of graphics power and stuff but yeah. uh you know it's it's meant to be software updated significantly over uh the coming years and everything so it's it's definitely going to become a lot more robust over the 
the coming years. It might be a really awesome buy by Christmas or by mm-hmm. next year or something right. like that. We don't know, but I would I would be in that sort of wait and see group myself. Yeah, it seems that is how Twitter audience is as well. No one, everyone's either a no or they will eventually get one, but they'll see kind of what the deal is. Mm -hmm. A big issue for me is that I'm a Spotify user more than Apple Music. Yeah, there you go. And it, it's all the voice stuff and everything is really meant to work just with Apple Music. It's an air, it's an AirPlay destination. If you want to queue up Spotify on your phone and beam it with AirPlay to the speaker, that'll work. But I, if I want to send stuff on my phone <laughs> over my phone to to a speaker, yeah. there's a million ways I can do that. I don't yeah, need right. to be buying this this thing for that. And it's not worth three hundred fifty dollars. I don't think for that either. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's for me. That's an issue. Is that I don't really live in the Apple Music ecosystem for my music playing stuff. Yeah. I'm um I'm buying one, and I'm I'm interested in it. Um, a, a I'm an Apple Music subscriber, so there's that. And I, I can't use Apple Music. I, I have one, two, three, four, I have four Echoes and three Google Homes in my house. So I'm pretty much um, in every room in my house. So Apple Music's a big thing for me that I can't kind of use that with with the devices I have. So there's that. I'm very interested to see how it how it sounds. I have a Sonos um, surround sound system with a um, Play Bar and a subwoofer and a couple of um, Play One speakers, mm-hmm. and I use that for music. So I'm anxious to see how the sound works with that with that one speaker. Mm. And, you know, I'm just curious to see if Siri is any better on it, I guess is the best way to say it. Is it going yeah. to be more advanced with um, the way it can understand you, with, with what it can do, and, and and how Apple improves it? So I'm, you know, I want to be in on, on, on day one and see where it comes from, I mean, where, where it goes, where Apple is coming from. And, you know, on their website, they... They take up a whole bunch of copy just for music, and <laughs> yeah, you got to go down right. pretty far to get to the smart home stuff. It's right. it's got the pod branding. It's a right. music product, yes. right? Right. You know, it's built yeah, to rock the, the house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I want to see what they're gonna do with Siri and how these third-party um, extensions work and all that stuff. So I'm I'm curious, and you know, it's it's a lot of money for curiosity, but you know, <laughs> I'll do it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for viewers and listeners out there, uh, Mike wrote an article on five ways that uh, the HomePod could beat the Amazon Echo and Google Home, but also five ways that it probably won't beat those two products. So you should check that out. Mike, can you talk about Dude. that article a little bit? What, like, what, uh, are sure. the, what, what are those points appeal to yep. you in terms of the, the, the HomePod? And again, this is all based on what I'm reading and what I've, right. you know, your, your hands-on things that I've read. But um, it seems to be very good at sound. I mean, Apple has made a, it better be, let's say. Because right. Apple has made that the number one thing that you want to buy a home by because it sounds so good. I mean, they, they literally say rocks the house on the website. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be head and shoulders above all of the other smaller um, home home speakers and um, on par or maybe a little better than Google Home Max and the Sonos One, so it's going to be a hell of a speaker. And I'm, I'm, you know, so in in with the sound quality, if you are an audiophile and you want the best quality for streaming music, which is you're still losing quality anyway, but if you want the best for your streaming music, this is the way to go. So there's that, and things like messaging, you know, I think it's going to do a lot better. Google Home doesn't do messaging. 
Android, um, Android, um, app, uh, uh, Amazon does, but you have to send it to another Amazon Alexa person or you got to use the app and it's not quite SMS and it's a little clunky. So this is going to be presumably you just say, hey, Siri, message Jason, and it'll just send a message through your HomePod right to the phone, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Notes is good because that's another one. That's another area of um, questionable integration on Google Home and um, Alexa. So being able to hook up with with Apple Notes and just say something that pops into my head, like like an idea I have, is that that'll be super cool. But um, areas that it's going to struggle, I think, is you know the big thing is um, just the way it does um, the uh, in in general, just the just the smart stuff. The Google Siri Assistant. implementation. Yeah, yeah. Google like Assistant is, is awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's why, I mean, Apple hasn't given us any kind of idea that it's going to be any better than the Siri we know. Right. Yeah. There's nothing there that's going to be, you know, on par with Google Assistant or anything like that. In fact, they even go out of their way to say it's going to be a subset of yes. what you get from Siri on your phone yeah. at first and then grow over time. Right. So, so. so it'll be a worse Siri. An already bad Siri going going worse. I mean, it's being pushed. I wouldn't necessarily say that because if you use Apple TV, uh, a fourth generator Apple TV, you know that that's a a restricted version of of Siri for video stuff that does you know, and it's got new functions that are just for video. But what it does, it does so well. It does so much better than Google Assistant does on Android TV, for example. So it's not necessarily to say that it's just like a worse Siri, but it's definitely not going to have every function that you get from Siri on your phone. And one of the cool things I like about Alexa is my son plays, and I, it's called something, and I don't remember what it is, but it, it, but it's, it's like a 20 questions type game. And he right. plays it all the time with Alexa. Huh. And again, I haven't seen anything that Apple is going to integrate like games and cool little things or like Alexa can even read him a story. Things like that, and I, I don't even know. Is it even integrated with iBooks? Like, do we even know? I don't, I don't even know if Apple said that you can read audiobooks with um. I haven't read any single thing yeah, about that. There's nothing yeah. about that. Yeah. So, you know, Google Home, uh, they just, just announced audiobooks. Alexa, you can say, Alexa, read me a bedtime story. You can interact with it on a on a personal, conversational way. Like, I watch my son, and it's it's like it's like a friend. Like he's he's always talking to uh, to the Alexa in, in my living room. I, I, I just I don't think that um, HomePod's going to be that. It's certainly not out of the box. And I think the multi-room audio is a is a is a problem because um, Apple is selling it as a high-end speaker. And if you're an audiophile, you're going to want stereo sound. I mean, it does stereo sound, but not true stereo sound. It's kind of simulated. So spending seven hundred dollars if you're a true audiophile is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so you're not going to get that separation. You can't be audio. I like the um, like I can be in the living room and I can ask my son a question in his room just by saying Alexa, um, drop in on on Gabe's room. So cool things like that. HomePod doesn't seem to be doing. And mm-hmm. yes, it's a different space. Yes, we're talking about a $350 speaker versus a $100 or even a $30 one. But you know, th- that's the things that cost consumers are looking for in these home speakers. Yep. Yeah. So, so you know, it remains to be seen. We'll see how it sells. I'm sure Apple people will end up buying one. I'm sure Apple will sell them. But um, I expect a lot them to fly off the shelves at first. At first. There's, there's going to be the first million to five million yeah. of them are just going to go as fast as they can make them. And then the question is, does it drop off a cliff? And then that's that's it. They sell them to the really high, diehard fans. And 
and they have a hard time convincing people to buy them later or or do yeah, they yeah. is it a hot item this christmas we'll see yeah we'll, we'll see what happens and the, the, another um pro point is um privacy that jason and i were talking about yesterday and you know that that's depending on how you look at it it's either a great thing or a terrible thing because it's great if you are concerned about apple having all of your information and knowing too much about you but it's terrible if you want Siri to get on the level of Google Assistant. Yeah. I mean, that's what gives Google an edge here is that they take everything they know about you and they use it to make their algorithms just killer. Yeah. And, you know, it's a trade off, of course, and you can opt out of it if you want. But the results are there. Google in the last two years since Assistant has come out is just leaps and bounds over everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's because they use that information. It's encrypted, but it's not anonymous. And they use it to, you know, just to make their algorithm and their AI and their machine learning that much stronger. And Apple Apple has told us that they're not going to do that. Everything's, everything's pretty much local. And the things that's sent to Apple is just to make Siri itself better from a from a, 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 a base standpoint, not necessarily the kind of the, the, the minutia that they could be using this information and this data to do. Yeah. But everything you say to your HomePod will be encrypted and, and anonymized. You know, yes. there's, no, there's not going to be any way any government agency can go to Apple That's and say, true. what did this person say and all that stuff. You know, if you're one of those people who's really worried about a microphone being in your house all the time, first of all, throw away your phone. Because they're listening all the time. Anyway, you don't need a, an Alexa to have an always-on mic in your phone in your home. Uh, but also, just you know, that's that's going to be the sort of most secure private mm-hmm. implementation of one of these things. I think is going to be Apple's. Yeah, and there yeah. were in the recent history there were instances where there were you know mass shootings, and the FBI was wanting Apple to access the data and apple was insistent that they couldn't do it and, and you know yeah. so you know so apple is very much serious about the privacy yeah they, they so. took a stand on this and and they're not budging this yeah. is it you know so they have apple is the the privacy first company if you yeah. will so friday january 26th it goes on sale uh, it ships February 9th. We I'll be waking be, up at 3 a.m. again. Yes. Oh, boy. We aren't going like, to be broadcasting no, live, no live our pre-orders like we did with the <laughs> iPhone 10. <laughs> the but, excitement level won't be as high. You know, it's just, yeah. But when we do get one in, we'll do a live unboxing. Uh, you know, we'll, Jason, I think, will probably come up to the, to the office and we'll do a live unboxing. So we'll broadcast yeah. that and maybe we'll even set it up and uh, see how quickly Another set question up and see I how well that, that goes. Um, so. Yeah, let, sorry, us, let us know sorry, what you uh, want us to yeah. check out, like any specific yeah. tests on it. Yeah, let us know uh, in the through Twitter. Uh, let us know what you would like us to do when we get the iPod or HomePod. Yeah, when we get yeah. the HomePod. Don't yeah. say smash it either. Don't <laughs> right. Say, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're so, not going to smash it. We're not going <laughs> to So, uh, But yeah, so stay tuned for that. We'll keep you guys... N- uh, notified. Let us know what you would like us to cover when it comes to the HomePod. So, uh, moving on to the next topic, there have been a few iPhone rumors that have come out. Um, one in particular that I think is more of a point of clarification than like a rumor, and that is that the iPhone 10 is going to be discontinued sometime this year. 
It's already outdated. Yeah. And I think this is basically what happens when analysts kind of see an angle and latch onto it, kind of like a dog with a bone, and just won't let go. (laughs) And, you know, so, Jason, could you talk about a little bit about what... What the deal yeah. is with this? Uh, the the main thing was that you know normally what Apple does is it sells last year's iPhone at about a hundred dollar discount as the sort of cheaper option. Like you can still buy an iPhone seven uh, and seven plus. And in fact, they they go two years back now. They get you can get a six S and six S plus, you know, as even a hundred dollars less than that. So that's that's the way they get their sort of down right. market products. The the rumor has been that this year there's going to be three new iPhones. They're going to have what is the equivalent of the iPhone 10, the OLED, you know, tall skinny phone with no bezels and stuff. Uh, but it's going to come in two sizes, the size we have now and a large size. And then they're going to do a cheaper version that's less expensive to manufacture with an LCD screen and maybe a little less RAM. And they say maybe one camera and stuff all these rumors are coming from just kind of watching the supply chain orders and stuff. So we don't know for sure, you know, Apple hasn't obviously announced anything, but that would replace, that would be their less expensive option, their $800 option. And if that's going to be their $800 option, that then they don't need to sell the iPhone 10 that's on the market now, a hundred dollars cheaper as their down market price model. right? Right. Uh, so there, it became a big deal when they said, oh, they're going to, instead of still manufacturing it and still selling it for a year, they're going to stop manufacturing it this summer. It's like, well, yeah, they're going to stop doing it because they're, instead of selling it cheaper, they've got a new cheaper thing. If that's, that's true. true. If and that's what true. was misreported is that um, they're going to, they're not going to just not have them. They're going to make enough so they have until the new iPhone starts shipping. Right. And then yeah. that's it. And the, yeah. the term end of life got thrown around, like yes. iPhone 10 will be end of life. Typically, that means yeah. no longer supported. That's not That's true right. at all. Not, not no, your, your iPhone 10s are yeah. going to keep getting OS updates for five years. And I mean, they're, they're going to have sold however 120 million or whatever by then. They're not going to abandon those customers or anything. And this isn't, this isn't unprecedented. Back with the iPhone 5, when the iPhone 5S came out, they came out mm-hmm. with the iPhone 5C. And right. that was the cheaper, lesser model that Jason's talking about. And they didn't sell an iPhone 5. They right. And it was, producing it was it. the iPhone 5 in a different, right. cheaper shell. And exactly right. And they, why would you sell that and the a cheaper iPhone 5, right? right? So, it's, it's silly. so they're, doing, they're doing the same thing. It's, it's not that big a deal. Did they right. do a similar thing when the original iPhone came out and then the 3G came out? I, I can't I remember. I believe so. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think they did because back then there wasn't, they didn't do this type of thing. Yeah, right. they didn't so have the tiers. You right. had to get them on on contract with AT and T back right. then. Um, and, and I believe the tiers started with the iPhone four, and they sold the iPhone three GS. Right. But I'm not even a hundred percent sure about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's sort of a non- plus. The original iPhone was was way more expensive than the iPhone three GS. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. They had a big price drop, yeah, and, yeah. and then they changed, and then they replaced it. Yeah, yeah. So the thing I'm wondering is if 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 the rumors are true that there is this, I wonder if people are going to want that less, the the more affordable LCD based phone over the OLED. Yeah, I mean, I think it all depends phone. on what Apple does. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, is it going to have um, the um, the true depth camera for one? Will right. it have a dual camera in the back? It, there's some rumors that say it it won't. And um, you know, really, what will what will the design look like? Will it will it be a similar type of all bezel? Or you know, I'm sorry, all screen yeah. limit little right. little bezel design, or will it yeah. have a black bar at the top and the bottom? I mean, LCD is trickier than OLED, so we'll see. Yeah, they're they're supposedly the manufacturer for their LCDs has a new type of LCD where they can do that super thin bezel all the way around because they're yeah, doing right. some some fancy stuff with the wiring and everything. Obviously, obviously, we don't know, and it also depends on you know what are they doing with the internal hardware? Is mm-hmm. is that going to run? you know the a11 or is it going to run whatever the new a12 is or is it going to you know so we, we don't know uh, yeah there's there's so much we don't know it's the, the rumors are really early and they're the worst kind of rumors because they're the rumors from right looking at what the supply chain people expect but not necessarily what orders they've gotten and all kind of right. yeah, it's it's goofy. but um the the, uh, the the analyst who has been pushing these rumors his name is ming chi kuo and apologies if mm-hmm. i'm mispronouncing that but he's been pretty accurate with like overall design and specs not so much with numbers and things like that but he's he was the, he was the first one to say that the iPhone 10 was coming out with the all screen. He was the first one to say that it wouldn't have a home button. Mm-hmm. So he's pretty pretty connected with the supply chain. So yeah, he's his, he's a real expert on the, yes. the supply chain stuff. Uh, he's really dialed into that and, know, and can tell by looking at how many Touch ID sensors have been ordered. That's exactly. like, oh, definitely not going to have that, you know, and stuff. So mm-hmm. there, he's not he's not the he's not to be dismissed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I would say that if you want to bet your money, bet on three iPhone 10 style phones coming out next year. And maybe he didn't say anything about the iPhone 8, so I would assume those would be pushed. Those would be the cheaper, cheaper models. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to the iPhone SE, which is kind of an odd. And that's another one. Yeah. It's an odd. So that's a separate. There's been a separate rumor about that, um, and that's usually not tracked by the same guy because iPhone SEs are made in India um, at a with a sort of different set of supply coming into yeah. it and everything. Uh, but supposedly there is going to be an iPhone SE update, but it's mostly it, the cosmetics and stuff will still be all the same. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just an internal upgrade. Think of it as uh, what it is internally right now is about an iPhone 6S, I think. Yes. That's and right. yeah. just think of it as being the iPhone 7 inside. Like it's, it's the next year internal upgrade. And other than that, there's not going to be, it's going to have more storage. Other than that, not a not a lot of differences. Is it 16 gig now? I believe it is. It's. I think the low end is 16, yeah. and it's going to go to 32. Okay. Yeah, it feels like the iPhone the SE is like become iPod Touch status, where it'll probably get updated. I guess kind of. Yeah. Sometimes they feel like they even sell it, and they also yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really aimed at. I mean, it does very well in India. It's really aimed at sort of that uh market where, where that market. price is important in the size uh, the price is important there price is important in places like china but they don't like small phones they yeah. like really really big phones and then they sell it everywhere because there are those people who are just like i really want a small phone and they don't care that it doesn't have 3d touch or whatever so i do like that size i'm, I'm not gonna lie i miss the that size. size if it was like that size but full screen yeah, yeah. but yeah. i feel like you would think Apple wants to get like is going to have to implement all the new phones having some kind of um, you know not right 
Don't they want because to like, unify everything? Death. Yeah. Eventually. Only if they go to the face ID thing. Like, I don't think yeah. that they're even if I mean, they'll still be camera. selling iPhone eights probably next year and stuff. So I don't, I don't think that they're going to make everything have a notch, even if it doesn't have face ID. Yeah. I think the, sometimes what gets lost is that, and actually we were just talking about it, that, you know, Apple has certain phones to address particular international markets. Yeah. And you know, the reason why an iPhone SE probably has a long life behind it on it is because it, it other it's in markets in like India and other Markets yeah. like that, so, so yeah, the the, the iPhone SE is kind of like Apple's Android One phone, where right. it's you know it's not the best hardware, but it's good enough, and it doesn't run you know it's not as fast, but it's good enough, and it's way cheaper than the iPhone Ten. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a, a while be t- until we see their affordable phone, whether it's an SE or whatever, have like mm-hmm. a true def camera, yeah, or, even, so. or, yeah, full, or no bezel. Three. Three uh, generations, or the one that generated three, three years, maybe. I mean, we are, we're we're way down the line there. Yeah, so it's going to be a yeah. while. Uh, speaking of China, Even like I, something like wireless charging, I think it's going to take a while. Just like a, yeah. Speaking of China, when a, just an anecdotal thing, when I was in Beijing a couple weeks ago, I did notice a lot of people with iPhones, and I did notice a lot, a lot more people using AirPods than I expected. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was it was kind of interesting. So. But uh, yeah, I took the subway a lot in China, and like I do when I'm on public transportation, I like to see what phones people are using. And there were a lot mm-hmm. of people using plus phones in China. So like like Jason said, they like the big size. So yeah, um, one of the thing I do the same thing whenever I'm on the the train or the bus. I'm always looking at like, oh, what are people using? And the thing that strikes me the most is how many people have a shattered or cracked screen yeah. and they're still <laughs> using their phone. Yeah. And I just think to myself, if, if Apple could solve that problem, like if they could yeah. take, stop using Gorilla Glass and do something else, do something like that one, there was that one Motorola phone that was like super shatterproof. And so if there was a way they could keep their, the thickness that they always are going after and yeah. the, the touch, the, the uh, force touch and stuff like that, and just make it more shatterproof, they would wrap up so many yeah. more sales. Right. Because, sure. I mean, it's obviously, that's just the people who are still using their phones. How many people shattered their screens and replaced said, it? Yeah. And replaced it. And it, yeah. it's got to be the most common problem ever. Even after so many years of new versions of Gorilla Glass and everything, yeah. it's, it's still happening everywhere. And then um, the, the ten is more, it's even more so because of the back. You got the back and the front that are, uh, yeah, very right, shattery. Right. Yep. But that yeah. probably also encourages people to like to upgrade sooner. Maybe you know, like if they were, they go if they're in between cycles and they're like, oh, I could go another year with this phone, but then it's cracked and it's chipped. Then you're like, yeah, I might as well just upgrade now. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's it's. I mean, I'm not saying it's just an Apple thing. Like, I everybody's phone I see, everybody's Samsung phone, everybody's yeah. everything. I it's got to be twenty percent of every phone. One out of every phone, yeah. I one out of five of every phone I look at has got a crack or shattered screen that they're just still using it, and it blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Before I had Apple Care, uh, or before they had Apple Care for accidents, I I used yeah. a cracked iPhone four, I believe, for like eight months, 
because mm-hmm. it was like four hundred something dollars to fix it back then, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'll just wait for the new one to come out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I bought hundred and fifty screen protectors, and I changed it every every other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the screen, last podcast I talked about how my iPhone 10 was having oh yeah touch screen issues. Yes. So I brought it into the Apple Genius on Sunday. Late Sunday afternoon, which probably was not a good idea because stores close <laughs> earlier on Sundays. So, of course, what happened was when I got to the Genius uh, and I was waiting, my phone wasn't, was, the touchscreen wasn't working. So I was like, perfect. That yeah. I can show him now. It's, you know, it's not working. He'll believe me. And, and of course, as soon as the Genius like <laughs> introduces himself, my touchscreen starts working fine. Of course. Yeah, and I'm just like, crap. And so I'm th- hoping, like, as he runs his diagnostics, that it'll crap out while yeah. he's doing it. There's even one test. I, I don't know if people are familiar with that, where, like, it's, I guess it's a dead pixel test, mm. where you're basically painting the, the whole screen with your finger. Uh-huh. So he ran that, and the whole time I'm thinking, please, please break it while you're doing that. Please break it. <laughs> and, of course, it doesn't break. So then... He's thinking maybe it's a software issue, so he resets my phone, which I'm thinking the whole time, I've done that like six times already. This isn't sure. going to work. But what else? What am I going to do? Because yeah. yeah. I can't, I have to figure out a way to break my phone, essentially. Yeah. And so he goes, okay. And, you know, and what he does is he makes another appointment for me just in case it does break again. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what you should do is video. Get another phone, tape and it, video it. Yeah, then it's like then it doesn't matter. You go like right. this is what happens. Right. Um, yeah, because well, yeah. part of the problem was because it was working. You know, all his diagnostics working wasn't going to find a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. so right. then, you know, we wrap things up. I'm leaving, and it's just, as soon as I step outside the store, my phone breaks. Essentially, the touchscreen <laughs> doesn't work. So I turn around, I run back, and I wave at the guy who's like coordinating with other geniuses as to what to do next and then i show him and he's like trying to get to work and it doesn't work and Ooh. i'm like yes thank you it's broken so then he he uh puts it in the queue to get the screen fixed but by the time uh, you know I, I think i spent almost an hour and a half there oh, wow. so it was a long time because i had to wait the, the store was packed mm. on a Did sunday afternoon fixed? So, yeah, eventually I got it fixed, and I picked okay. it up, and it's been working fine so far, oh, nice. so knock on wood. So, I went to, um, also Sunday afternoon, to the Apple store to fix my, my uh, five-year-old MacBook, has yeah. been having startup issues. And um, I got the same thing, where it was, I mean, it was clearly dead when I showed it to them, like the, the bar just stopped. Yeah. They ran all their diagnostics, they said it was fine. I said, it's impossible, because I've been doing, first of all, I, I got the logic board replaced twice already so clearly there's an issue mm. there yeah. but they told me it was a problem they restored os 10 they told me to take it home and literally as soon as i turned turns it on it was it, it kernel panicked and died so now yeah. i gotta go back to the apple store and say look either tell me it's a <laughs> repair that i can't afford and i'll buy a new one or fix it for free one of the two has to happen yeah, yeah. five-year-old so we'll laptop see. i'm surprised they still support that <laughs> now now so it's a laptop not an iphone <laughs> So the one thing I hate when I go to the Apple store is I always hope that this, the person doesn't ask what I do for a living. Because mm. then you have a story? Well, 
because I don't want them fighter. to think that I'm working on a story, and I uh, don't want them to think that this gives them yeah. added. As someone who has worked retail, like in high school yeah. and stuff, I don't want mm-hmm. them to feel like there's that there's added pressure to get results for me. Yeah, because you know it's I, I don't. I don't want special treatment, so to speak. I don't want to imply that I want, I want special treatment. I want special treatment. <laughs> well, I do I want go. special treatment. <laughs> but come on, man. I want it to come, you know, I don't want it be I don't want it to come because I said I worked for Macworld. Yeah, I you want it something. organically. Right. I want it organically. I want it, I want them to see that this is yeah. a serious issue and that we need to treat it properly. So kind of like that. So I am um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. so anyways, so we're waiting he's running these tests. And we're just sitting there, and he says to me, so what do you do for a living? And I was thinking, I should just lie and say <laughs> But then I told him, and then like he was like, wait a minute. So then he he, he brings up Macworld. Yeah. He goes, I know who you are. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Did he go, you're the Filipino Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> duh. He didn't say that. So then he started asking me all these questions and, uh, and stuff. So it was just, it was, it was funny. So I thought he was supposed to be a genius. And he doesn't even know who you are. Well, th- that's the other reason why I don't <laughs> like going to the Apple store and having them ask what I do. Because then sometimes, it's happened to me before, yeah. where they're like, well, don't you already know how to fix this thing? <laughs> you work for Macworld. Shouldn't you already know how to do this? Yeah, isn't PR just going to take care of you? Right, or something like that. And I'm kind of like, well, I don't have the tools that you guys have, so to speak. So I don't want to avoid my warranty. <laughs> right, that kind of thing. So... Anyways, that's just a little side story of my my, um, my genius started talking all about the misinformation going on about the iPhone battery <laughs> program. Oh, oh really? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not telling her who I am because yeah. maybe I'm the one who screwed something up. <laughs> well, that's the thing about the app, that's the thing about the Apple Store is that the geniuses are separate from the salespeople. Right. So the geniuses often talk frankly about yeah. what what they've heard in the news and stuff like that or, yeah. or even about apple hmm. so would you say that they are how knowledgeable would you say they are because like if i remember like you know the fries employee is was like they're, the they're worst. more knowledgeable than the, than the usual electronic store yeah I'll they're more that. knowledgeable than that but i also think that and this is true of any kind of like technician type job you can say this about it like some auto mechanics, there are those who have this other, I don't know how to describe it, maybe another sense. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You ever run into an auto mechanic who, who just like knows cars and bam, bam, bam. And, and then you, sure. you know this other, uh, and then you go to another auto mechanic and it's clear that they basically just go, th- they know the procedures yeah. mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit. You yep. know, they, yep. they're basically finding clues or whatever that match the procedures that they've learned. Yeah. But there's other mechanics who are just like, that's the way they think. And I think it's the same thing with Apple geniuses. There's some sure. geniuses that I've met who are like, bam, they're on top of it. They, they know Apple products back and forth. And there are other geniuses I've met who they've been trained well, but they just don't have that other sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. If that my favorite geniuses are the ones who just feel like, yeah, I'm gonna get you another one <laughs> they just straight <laughs> off the bat, replace it, right? Yeah, not running any diagnostics, right? Here. <laughs> yeah, and see, a that lot of the them do one. that because they know they, yeah. they have that they know that without having to jump through the hoops, you're gonna have a lot more problems. Yeah, the result is gonna be we're gonna have to replace this, anyways. So, yeah, anyways. 
I will say I've had, I've probably been to the Apple Genius Bar, let's say 10 times over the last five years. And it's always been a good experience. They try to get yeah. you out of there as quickly as possible. They're, they don't rush you. They yeah. pay attention to what you have to say. They, they listen. They, they explain what they're doing and why they're doing it. So it, it, it is a good experience. I definitely make an appointment, though, because if you want to wait, you're going to be there for two hours. Yeah. But, yeah. So. I, just, I don't know. I'm just always creeped out in those stores, in the, in the Apple stores. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. I, I, I am, too, and I haven't pinpointed why that is. I, but you're right. I, I, but I also hate social interaction, but I think so that maybe that has something to do with it. So, yeah, I think it's too, it's too many things like you know whether it's like a you know Black Mirror and and stuff that came before that just to creep you out around around like cultish cultish kind of styled places. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, if anybody has any uh, thoughts on the iPhone or you want any stories about. Your experiences at the Apple Genius, uh, at the Apple Genius Bar. Uh, let us know on Twitter. You should like if you have an Apple Genius that that you've loved. You should yeah, you just give them give them some give them, some give them a shout out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but moving on. So today uh, there's some news about iOS 11.3 mm-hmm. on the heels of Apple updating, doing a bunch of updates yesterday. Uh, re- including a release of iOS 11.2.5. But so right. if you updated to that uh, right around the corner, I guess, or coming soon is iOS uh, 11.3. They said the, the spring, so Did they say spring? Still. Yeah, okay, yeah. so it's a long corner. Um, but uh, yeah, so Apple is has previewed iOS 11.3. Some of the things that it includes are more an emoji, like uh, a lion. Do you guys have a favorite uh, new an emoji? A, lion, or a, a skull, a dragon, I think. Yeah. A lion. Some, There's yeah, a lion. Lion, dragon, something else. Um, there is, uh, I think one of the major things for probably for developers is ARKit 1.5 is. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's some, that's some big stuff because the. Air kit right now only sort of recognizes rectangular flat planes, uh, right. horizontal yeah. planes. It, this is going to recognize walls, uh, mm-hmm. sort of vertical planes, and non-rectangular planes, so like a round table or something. Okay, sir. Yeah. Um, and that's you know those those are big updates to yeah. um, to AR kit. You know, it, Apple's certainly still driving really hard forward on trying to be a leader in AR. Yeah, and there's definitely something that they're pushing toward, whether it's uh, something car-related or something glasses-wearable-related or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Tim Cook is big-time into AR. I mean, every time he has a chance to speak to the media, he somehow mentions it. <laughs> yeah. He, he is really into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, there's going to be more, whatever it is, yeah. Apple's definitely going to do something with AR beyond just having it on their no phones doubt. and tablets. It, yeah. and, uh, and they're getting the bones in place because there's a right. whole new sort of development language that needs to be mm-hmm. learned and a whole lot of new tools that need to be made. And they're, they're getting that ecosystem in place so that whenever they do whatever it is they're going to do, developers will be ready for it. Right. Yeah, I, I know Apple's been pushing the AR thing, but the, I think the problem, to me, it just feels like there seems to be a disconnect with, AR's Apple's promotion of AR and 
general users. I still feel like yep. I, I still feel that. like yeah. there's like no sense of how people will benefit other than like being right. able to see how this cabinet will look in my bedroom. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, right right now it's still like on the level of a of a cool party trick where you say, like, right. you know, look look how cool this is. But there's a lot of applications. Like just something like Apple's being into, um, you know, um, uh, medical stuff. I mean, imagine yeah. what doctors could do with it or nurses and, you know, to be able to, to I mean, the, the applications are um, are incredibly broad. Right. As, as a fundamental thing, the idea of putting computer generated graphics in the real world, yes. like proper, properly located, even as you move around and late and all that stuff. I mean, that just that's almost endlessly applicable right, to right, right. A, a million things. And that the killer apps aren't there yet. And in part, right, right. maybe because, you know, as we're seeing with AirKit 1.5, there, there's still a lot of really fundamental stuff that they've got to exactly. kind of yeah. develop and get into the hands of of developers. But, you know, there's it's going to have its it's going to have its Google Maps moment. It's mm-hmm. you know, where we're location right. <laughs> and GPS just became like. Like that's the app for that makes you have to have a location on your phone. And then it's going to have its Pokemon go moment where it's like, well, here's the thing that you yeah. see everybody out there doing for a while. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it, those things will come, but I think, I still think we're a couple of years off from, yeah. from yeah. seeing that. I was, I honestly thought about it this morning. I had a, a landscaper come to my house to look at, I want to redo the front of my house. And he was telling me that, um, I needed to call somebody else and there's a $200 fee and we'll have a consultation and she'll sit down and then she'll send me a, a plan and blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, well, if, if like, if AR was a thing, he could just hold up his phone and say, all right, like drag this plan here and show me what it would look like yep. without yeah. doing all of that. Yeah. I mean, the applications are just mind boggling and endless and yeah, Roman, you're right right now. It does not, there's not much there, but yeah. um, Apple's laying down the groundwork as is Google, as is other companies. And AR is going to be the thing, I think, more than VR. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, eventually they'll sort of converge. Probably, yeah. This idea that, like, you know, well, do you see the real world, too, or do you not? You know, and that that, that being the distinction between them isn't, isn't going to be that big eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but, yeah, well, no, it's, it's, I mean, I think Apple's right that there's a lot of upside here, and but there's a lot of work to, yet to be done. Yes, yeah, it's just I mean, also what, to me, it, it still feels like a tacked-on technology. Like mm-hmm. there, it, there needs to be something, even within maybe the OS itself, where it, it can't really exist without the AR component. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and right. you know, at some point it'll be built into the camera and to the yeah. OS as a whole. But that's you know, again, they're working. We're basically all beta testers right now, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and they're you know they're building towards whatever the the the, the model that they come out with, whether it's iOS 12, iOS 13, or whatever. Um, all of that's going to happen, but they can't just throw us in there when it's half baked. So they have yeah. to, yeah. You know, they have to make it so it's, you know, essentially flawless. Uh, the it's a little unusual for Apple to, I mean, not unheard of, but they don't often start talking about the next version of iOS before they release the developer release. Like, there's no right. developer release of 11.3 yet. But I think the reason they did it. Is because the other the other feature that they haven't um, that they said is going to be in it was just the power management stuff. You'll be able to see your battery health. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to see does my phone ever get slowed down yep. uh, to protect it from shutdowns because of my battery health. And yep. if I don't I don't like that feature, I can turn it off. Just 
maybe my phone will randomly reset now sometimes, but I can turn that off. Although they did um, say that wouldn't be in the first um, beta release. That's going to be in a future right, beta. Right. That's a 11.3 when it's finally out, but the first yeah. beta won't have that. And that'll only be for people with an iPhone 7 or earlier. The, the, the phones that they well, do it, it, iPhone 7 and iPhone 6 from what I remember I think it's just those I don't think iPhone seven. 5 was, was included I think it's 6 and 7 but I could I, be wrong 6, 6S and 7 I think yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and maybe SE I don't remember the, all, so. according to the no, it might, yeah it probably was yeah. the SE mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, it includes the SE so the 6 and the SE Apple did this with um, iOS 9.3 Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, the big feature there was that night shift. I, you know, the uh, where it turned the screen um, yellow essentially to help with um, right. and things like that. Yeah, and that I believe that was the same thing where it was just before the developer release they released this um, preview of um, nine point yeah. three. So they have done it in the past, but it it, it is rare. And it's uh, I guess point three is is the new um, let's add a bunch of features um, point update. Could be uh, not mentioned in the in their little hype for this were two features people are still waiting on. One is AirPlay two, which that's kind of this under the hood feature that it could be in there, and I can see them not hyping it. Well, with with the HomePod delay, I would think they would want to hype it. But, but I think they would here. they would hype that as a HomePod feature or something like yeah. that, and and the features you get from it rather than saying oh and AirPlay two, right? Okay. So so maybe that's in there, maybe that's not going to be. I don't know. But there's, we're still waiting on the iCloud messages. Yes, God, oh God, are we waiting on that? <laughs> and, and I would love, to, I'd love to see that happen. And they didn't yeah. say a single word about that in eleven dot three. And it, yeah. it might be because maybe they're just highlighting new stuff and not promised features that are still not delivered. Yeah, possibly. But, but don't make me wait till after eleven dot three for <laughs> for that feature. I'm really waiting on that. Yeah. So, so I have a, the go ahead. Biggest annoyance. That's the biggest annoyance with messages. Yeah. So I have a question. How do people get into the beta program? And would you ever recommend, you know, everyday people to be in the beta program? Like, is there any reason they would want to do that? Or should they just wait till full releases come out? So you can sign up for the beta program. So there are two beta programs. There's a public beta program and there's a developer pro- beta program. Mm. Yeah. And you obviously have to be a developer to get into developer programs. So, well, you don't have to be. You just got to pay to be a developer. Right. You have to pay to be. Right. Yeah. I think sure. it's I it's think 100 it bucks was a year a, or something. A year. Yeah. Uh, so the difference is that uh, the public beta program is usually like a, couple, a cycle or two behind the developer program. Yeah. So uh, it's lately been a, just a few days. Yeah. yeah. Behind, and, but, and, um, there hasn't been a huge difference lately. Yeah. Sometimes the developers get up the first release and it never even hits public beta. It's really sketchy, right? Yeah. Um, but it's really easy to get the, the public beta. You just go to beta.apple.com, go there on yeah. the phone or iPad that you want yep. to, to be, be enrolled in the beta. Yeah, it's, and there's it's just a sign up. There's a sign up button. It'll hit it. It, it automatically will download a profile to your phone that. Mm-hmm. And that you can go later delete if you want to get off the beta bandwagon. Yeah. And uh, and then you'll just get pushed updates, just like you get pushed real like non-beta updates. You'll just get a an iOS update notification <laughs> uh, and just download them. And yeah. should you do it, I don't think most people should be on the first ones. But usually by the time they get 
late in the cycle to where they're updating like every week and they're it's this it's beta four or five of, right. of this thing right, right. usually they're pretty solid by then mm-hmm. and if you really want those new features usually it's not going to mess up your phone too bad yeah there are you know there have been issues with you know battery life and performance and apps yeah. don't work and things like this i mean you're taking a risk it's a beta but mm-hmm. yeah i agree with jason you know if you're if you use your phone if you you know if your phone is very important to you and you're concerned about something breaking or battery getting killed then yeah wait till the third or the fourth one once it releases then sign out get the regular updates and then sign back in when you get to the um yeah. you know again beta three beta four whatever it is and yeah. these point releases, these like 11.2, 11.3, those tend to be a lot less problematic for the betas yeah. than yeah. like when iOS 12 betas come rolling around, those are going to be all kinds of messed up at first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to, until yeah. it's yeah. right near release. Right. Yeah. So it comes and, down. You know, the best thing that, sorry. No, I was just going to say if, if whether you should use it or not, it comes down to the amount of risk you're willing to take. Yeah. So. And the best thing is if you happen to have an old iPad or an old iPhone yeah. that you don't use every day, throw it on there just to test it out. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what we at MacWorld do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you get the genius cred. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there's also some new health features in yeah, iOS. Yeah, that looks really that has huge implications. I mean, it's just like any other health thing; it's going to be drips and drips until Apple can get everybody on board, but. What they want to do is kind of streamline your medical information and pull it from all different sources and show it to you on your phone, the medications you're on, the prescriptions you have, the the, the appointments, the testing, all the lab yeah, results. Yeah, test results, yeah. Yeah, and, and if, if Apple can really crack that, I, I care more about that than I do Apple, you know, an over-the-top TV service. <laughs> to, to pull up my health report on my phone would be just awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that'll and that, be separately password protected and stuff. Yes. So that's not yeah, just a, uh, get in your a, phone and get in your medical records. Yeah, that would be a, that's a separate passcode according to what Apple says, and also of course all all encrypted and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's awesome, and that has implications for um, Apple Watch as well because yep. of all, everything that they're doing with the medical stuff, the heart stuff, all that, all those things. So Apple is quietly becoming a, a real major player in the digital health industry. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a new feature that I find a little interesting is the new business chat. Yeah. So uh, a lot we'll of see. companies are using, you know, for support, they implement chat. And I've always kind of avoided doing that because I don't want so-and-so company to, like, start chatting with me with promotions and things like that when once they get right. hold of my number. Yeah. I don't want them to do unsolicited stuff so this business chat it's still kind of unclear on how it works do you guys have any idea on is it like yeah, it's I mean, a separate it's not, component of messages it, it would seem as though it's similar to like a web online chat that most companies now have on their site where you uh-huh. would hook up to some kind of a customer representative and they can give you rudimentary support help with buying something or a return maybe, but how it would work within messages, I guess there would be like a like little a icon that you press and you yeah. could see a list of, or do you just type in, I don't know, they, they, they listed a couple of Lowe's and a couple other companies that are signed on board to start. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know Apple the, did say that it was, they wouldn't have access to your phone number and stuff, so that's good. Yeah, that, that feature kind of seems to me I don't know anybody who wanted a feature like that. So it seemed, you know what I mean? It, so. Yeah. 
I think part of the thing is that like so much e-commerce is done on the web now yeah, right. and on, on mobile and you go, if you go to a, somebody's like Lowe's mobile site, you know, the, the, do you want to chat with a customer rep? Do you need help? Kind of that, that experience is really bad. So for them yeah. to be able to kick you over to messages, that's where the experience that's is good, yep. but right. while hiding your phone number and everything so that right. they just get like, this is your customer name or customer ID, you know, and, and it's, they don't get all your information. That's kind of useful. So maybe that's all that it's about is just like making sure that when you, places can have their customer service chat stuff that they have, Right. on the web that works great on laptops and stuff and just have a mobile experience where it's just like messages. Yeah, plus then know. then you would also have the history of your conversation. Whereas yep. I feel like if it's just a web-based, right, you know, right. you it's so easy to lose that and then Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I use online chat whenever I can because I don't like talking to people much like Roman. So <laughs> it's not that kind of a show. Yeah, you don't get to yeah. you don't have to um <laughs> wait on hold forever it's usually yeah. pretty quick right and i also wonder if that maybe this is a monetization opportunity for apple maybe. If yeah. apple charges yeah. a licensing Could fee be. or something to use this chat so even just promotion Lowe's can say you know buy an iphone and right. get personalized service or yeah. something you know i don't know yeah. <laughs> uh we have know. an article on our website of the ios 11 preview if you're interested in learning more about it so um but look for it to come out in the spring and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as we get to uh, actually. I'm sure it. we will. So, and I think that just about does it for today's show. So, I'd like to thank uh, Mike and Jason for joining us remotely. Thank you guys. I'd like to thank anytime. Colin. Thank you. I'd like to thank Dan, our producer. Thank you, nerds. And I'd like to thank all our viewers out there. Uh, join us next week. For our next episode of the Macworld Podcast. We all have ordered our home pods already. Yes. So uh, we'll have ordered the home pods. We, we won't have one, but we'll, we can talk about our ordering experience. Uh, if you guys have any uh, topics you would like us to cover in the podcast, let us know on Twitter. And hopefully we'll have Facebook up again next, next week. So uh, with that, thank you very much and see you next week. 